Hello and welcome to Don't Get Any Ideas, the podcast for creative civic change, an experimental funding programme that has supported 15 communities to shape, lead and commission creative interventions to make positive change where they live. I'm George Hill and I'm an artist. And I'm Heather Peake and I'm also an artist. And we're from Creative Kingswood and Hazel Lees in Corby, just one of the community projects that we'll visit in this series. Hello, George. Hello, Heather. How are you today? I'm fine. And um, how was your travel down to London today? It was a lovely journey. Andy and I travelled together. We came um, into London this morning and we were met by Gabriel and Georgia. Wow. And your journey? Yeah, I came from Welsh borders near Hay and Wye, got a couple of the trains and neither of them were cancelled or delayed, which is... uh, Great. Sounds like a dream start. It's yeah. Who knows what happened on the way back, but that was really nice. Um, it's not far from Corby to London, is it? It's just over an hour, and then underground was a bit um, warm and noisy. Yeah, you know? but it's nice. It was nice. But um, I know when I lived um, near Corby, I never really went to London very often. Do no. you go very often? Yeah, I go. I go now and again through big local and creative heavy change stuff and. Um, some um, marches. I go to some of those as well. Uh huh. Mm. Um, I suppose um, since I left, that they've actually built a new station in Corby, so now you can yes. actually go directly. pretty quick, can't yeah, you? Directly. No, it just I think it's an hour and ten minutes. So yeah. Well, um, enough of our journey. Okay. As part of this journey, we are here today with. So. Um, so we're here in London today, we're in Walthamstow, and um, we're here to visit the Creative Civic Change Project, which is called Urban by Nature, and we're joined by Gabriel Edwards. Hi, Gabriel. Hi, yeah. And um, Georgia Bonfield. Hi. Hi. It's really nice to see you both. Yeah. <laughs> nice to see you too. Welcome. Thanks for having us. So, um, Gabriel and Georgia, could you uh, go back four years and, and sort of explain to us how Urban by Nature came to be? Yeah, so um, I've been project lead with William Morris Big Local um, since 2016. And one of our partnership members spotted this opportunity. Um, and it was Creative Civic Change. Local Trust were a part of it alongside other funders. And it looked like an opportunity for us to reach out a little bit beyond our big local program and the area that we were funding. And we had teamed up with a couple of organisations that do creative activities. And one of those was Wood Street Walls. Um, they're an arts organisation that operate locally and they find urban murals for artists to paint on, essentially. So when we walk around Walthamstow later, we'll be pointing out a few of those. And we collaborated on a mural with Wood Street Walls and got the community involved in choosing the pattern for a William Morris portrait, essentially. Um, And over a thousand people voted on what pattern they would like to see. They could choose from one of six William Morris designs. And then an artist called ATMA basically went up on a scaffold tower and painted this. And that was the start of a creative relationship with Wood Street Walls. And we realised that they're able to deliver and sort of 
problem solve any issues to get projects off the ground. Planning um, and... Exactly, yeah. yeah. Ma- a, making stuff happen. Yeah. A big thanks to Mark Clack, who is one of the um, directors of our programme. Yeah. Mark Clack, who I think Heather's spoken to a few uh-huh. times. Yes, yeah. So he's been our Urban by Nature lead for Wood Street and Lawrence Walker, a partnership member who spotted the opportunity, sort of been the, the lead for Big Local. Um, and then we've teamed up. So it's been a great relationship between like what is a community organisation with lots of grassroots connections in William Morris Big Local and then Wood Street Studios who are just able to deliver. So between us, we joined up and put in a bid and were fortunate enough to be accepted and to be one of two London uh, areas to be on the Civic Change programme. Yeah. Well, the one thing that's um, that uh, out of all the creative civic change projects that really sticks out about this project is actually is that is using murals and using the um, streets themselves as a place to show work. What why that must that came about because of working with Wood Street Walls? Is that is that their specialism? Is that the area that they concentrated in? So Wood Street Walls are main. Um our main aim is to put as many murals as we can out there. We're a community interest company. Mm-hmm. So our, our main thing is putting murals up and working with local artists, international artists, and also encouraging young people in the area to get involved in muralism as well. Mm-hmm. So that's how I think a lot of the project um, kind of was founded around muralism in some cases, especially as that's how we linked up with um, William Morris, Big Local. Um, so that's one of the, the key factors is that is what our our company does what and you're working in London as well and I always think I mean we've done quite a few trips and everybody's context is very really affects the way that they work Mm. so could you tell me something a little bit about doing that work in here in London where you know you're I mean you're dealing with a high density of people and also you've got the the other issue which is all around property and and you know Lawns and yeah it's 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 really different actually mm. but context is important and that's been one of the things to compare london with perhaps more rural parts the challenges are sometimes the same but the context is different and for us it's a very dense population lots going on in pockets but sometimes hidden away and uh, a, a population that is made up of people that have lived here their whole life and had kids and grandkids grow up here with people that have moved in, whether from another country or immigrants or people from other parts of the country, this magnet that is London that means our population is growing by 100,000 a year yep. and the demand for housing. So space is at a premium. So we almost have to celebrate and nurture the things that we do have. It's almost the the, the, the battle is to keep what we have rather than try and build anything new mm-hmm. and nurture those existing spaces. And that's where the Creative Civic Change project allowed us to reach out and connect with local spaces, artists, and really start raising the profile and linking them up to the wider community, whether that's people that's lived here their whole life or people mm-hmm. recently moved here. Um, and that's why murals are so effective because they're in public spaces. People see them and you're basically putting art into a free public space. Yeah, 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 you don't have to walk through a door. It's instantly accessible That's and it's a talking point. One of our focuses in 
at Wood Street Walls that we want art to be accessible for everyone. So one of my focuses at Wood Street Walls has been focusing on accessibility for those who are visually impaired, um, hearing impaired um, and um, physically impaired. And that's because it's in a public space, we can make accessible to everyone in terms of... We well, do could, you ex- could you go into that a little bit more? I'd, I'd, it'd be really interesting to know how you do that. So we're working on um, an app called Smartify at the moment, which has the pictures of the artwork. And we're developing a similar kind of podcast um, thing to go alongside of that. So it will have um, descriptions of the artwork um, for those who are hearing impaired. And we're hoping... Not hearing impaired, visually impaired, sorry. <laughs> um, and we're hoping as well to get some tactile art that's been done in Berlin, where you can you can get a picture of the artwork and then you'll be able to they'll be able to feel it with their um hands and uh-huh. understand what's going on in the public realm. Mm-hmm. Um so I've done um an accessible tour for a local college, um and we had a young lady come on who was blind and that really opened up my eyes to how we need to make public art more accessible in terms Wonderful. of that. Wonderful. Um, she, she, I explained what the pieces were and her classmates um, worked with me and we were talking about the, the artwork and she really enjoyed the tour, but we, we now want to develop that further and have that um, recording and her to be able to listen to it as well and get a little bit more information because she can't see the um, art piece. And with our accessible tours, we have shorter tours or we have more stops on them. Um, so you're working on that app just now? Yeah, so we've we've already started all the base research um, as part of um, Creative Civic Change and building up our art tools, and now we're going that one step further because Excellent. a key part of creativity is that it does need to be available for all. Accessible, wonderful, that's wonderful. Quick question from me, if I may, because I've not been involved on that project, but it sounds a little bit like the Smartify app. It's like what you get in some museums where you can put the headphones on and it'll tell you a little bit about... The the different pieces of art. Yeah, um, very similar to that because we will have a tour guide, but sometimes you might need that little bit of extra information and you could take that away and do it yourself at your own Mm. pace. So it does do that. And talking about going into museums and using that, we also developing backpacks. Um, So in the British Museum, they have backpacks for those with autism and they provide little information booklets, which... Um, give them more information about the spaces you're going to go into so they can be more prepared. So we've also developed backpacks through Creative Civic Change that have bits that link to the pieces that can really keep that focus on those with um, special educational needs. So that's one of the things I'm really proud of from our... um, Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, So the message is that you're making art as accessible as possible for all... It's wonderful. Well, I suppose um, the the um, uh, history of, I mean, I don't know a hu- huge amount about the history of, m- of muralism, but murals were always there because they were there for people to um, to sh- to talk about something that they wanted to talk about. They to use your city as 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 your canvas. Yes. Um, it was they were they come from a, an activist uh, place, don't they? Or, or a place of a communication where, where I mean, our earliest marks that we made were murals, weren't they? That's what we used. So there's a there's a, something really, I mean, what you're really describing, we talked about this earlier, is just making a, a public gallery museum just on the streets. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to just quickly go back to something you said, Gabriel, which is really interesting, which is about your context, about keep your about keeping what you have. 
Because that is very different to a lot of the CCC areas because some of them that you walk into, you know, they, they may have a lot of unused space around them. And it's about thinking about what to do with that space. But actually having a, a um, strategy, you know, behind you of thinking, well, we ha- we, we've got to hold on to what's in front of us. Mm. That's something quite different. It really is. And, and that will, um, that will cut. And the murals are, are very interesting in that respect because they kind of do that, don't they? They kind of, they, they change the meaning of, mm. of, the, of, the, of those buildings. Yeah. And um, one example recently is um, a, a pub on Forest Road, and we know that pubs are under threat for many different reasons. And traditionally, they have been community spaces, and a lot of them are reinventing themselves because it's not just about going in and drinking, but actually there's much more on offer in some places just so they can stay afloat. And, and there is a pub on Forest Road along our stretch called William Morris Bar, um, it's LGBT inclusive and they put on all sorts of different things like drag bingo, cabaret, band nights, spoken word, open mic nights, um, but still struggle to, I suppose, get lots of people through the door because there's it's just not, it's a very noisy place, Walthamstow, with lots going on everywhere. So it's very difficult to actually put your message out there mm. whether it be online platforms or in the local paper or not mm. um and we commissioned an artist local lgbt artist to provide a, a design that would be turned into a vinyl that goes on to the front of the the pub and it's in a sort of prominent location but it's really to make it pop out and actually if you pass this pass by the same building every day it's very easy to just not even see it. It's just part of the background. So by putting on murals, and this one particularly at William Morris Bar, suddenly it's there and it's standing out from the, the crowd. and the. It's and, right by the traffic lights as well. So everyone stops outside and actually has something beautiful to look at. Thank, thank you. So, so you mentioned William Morris a, a lot. So and yeah. I know about the William Morris design line. Can you just say a little bit yeah. about who William Morris is for those yeah. who might... Um, yeah, where to begin? Yes. Uh, w- William Morris's name crops up a lot mm-hmm. in Walthamstow because he was born here and lived here for many years and was an influential figure in design and craft. He produced, this is, this is in the 1800s, by the way, um, mm-hmm. so real kind of Victorian in Victorian England, um, produced furniture and designs. There's every chance you have seen a William Morris pattern. I think I saw my first one in my grandma's I was going to House, say curtains. It's my grandma's sofas, curtains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you recognise them. They're, they're very floral. They talk about nature. Um, that was a big influence. But he was also uh, essentially um, uh, a socialist and someone that agreed that art is for everybody. Mm. Um, and yeah, had that real philosophy um, and was a bit political in his later years as well. Mm. Um, and he features very prominently in the local area because we're in the William Morris ward. So that's one of, that's a political boundary there. Um, there's William Morris hall, William Morris gallery, William Morris close, William Morris bar. Um, yeah, lots of, lots of places that have been named after him. Mm. So his legacy, his legacy is living on. 
Yeah, yes. big time. Mm. And a statement we kind of took um, our whole design line from was um, Morris's statement, art made by the people for the people. So that was kind of the basis for a lot of our work. Um, we, sh- we should, I think we should mention at this point where we are as yeah. well. Because mm. we're actually sitting in a, is it, co- is it a school or is it college? Yeah, so we're in Big Creative Academy, which is part of Big Creative Education. And it's further education college in the creative disciplines. And they're actually the biggest art college in London now. Um, and we're in a, a sort of fairly plush modern building that was funded by Department of Education funding. But we have a community partnership with them. Um, big, big local and creative habit change. So big, yeah, big local, William Morris Big Local um, formed a partnership with Big Creative Academy. Um, and we, we sort of co-funded their theatre and that has now brought about a whole four-year community partnership with the academy. Um, so, and I could talk about that, but that's a whole other, mm. that's a whole kind of story and piece of work and connections with young people and apprenticeship schemes and traineeships and volunteering. And yeah, connecting the people that are being educated and growing up around here with opportunities to immediately try out their disciplines, whether in a community setting or an apprentice. Mm. Sort of uh, commercial setting. We did have one of their pupils help us with our creative civic change project. Um, he came and helped us with our community outreach event and did spray painting with a local artist, which was fantastic for him in terms of experience because he was quite nervous working within the community and really developed um, his skills in that sense. That's excellent. So it's built confidence. And so you have a space within the building as well that you, you an office space that you use. And- yeah, we do. So that our, our investment, sort of financial investment using big local money in the theatre has brought about a financial and social return on, yeah, what am I trying to say? Yeah, your financial return on investment and your social value so that we have spaces that we don't have to pay for. So the theatre, the dance studio, this podcast room we're using now. Absolutely. Um, mm. And we have an office, so we're now based here. And it is such a great place to be based because I have a counterpart at Big Creative Academy because they develop partnerships um, and the community mm. outreach. So it's almost like having another colleague and, and that we can do stuff together. Mm. And 500 kids that all need work experience to contribute to their courses. So we're like, oh, well, we've got a multicultural event coming up. Yes. And, and we actually had that in the theatre last week. And some of the film and media students actually... Filmed it and took photographs and and that's a complete piece of work because they can then hand that over to us. It's win-win because we've got that footage and they've got the experience and can put it on their portfolio. I wonder though, what is, um, because I I work with nearly all the CCC groups and also in my own practice as an artist, I work all over the country on lots of different commissions and what I know is that um, those commissions, those CCC groups that what that seem to be they they seem to have flow and an energy is when you are working with other people that understand the role of creativity. So there must be that there must be something like that happening here. You've got yeah, you've got in this building. Yeah, or in the, in the, I in mean you're in a school, in so I, you know I I have a commission at the moment um, with a city council, and I'm supposed to work with the two local schools and it's been very very difficult because the head teacher is not interested in in working with a working mm. with an artist but you will have your office here why why is that um two reasons and we should shout out to both fantastic principal sasha who 
is the real energy here and driving force and wanting to make sure that this academy is more than just a fair education college. It really is part of the community and that's what their passion is and that's why it made sense for, for Big Local to, to partner up. And then also Victoria Spence, who is my counterpart for the academy, um, really instrumental in finding different opportunities in the community, but for the students particularly, um, her job title is huge. She does about four different jobs in one, but she's always got time for Big Local. And that really is reflective of the energy of this building and their their place in the community. Um, what was your question? Oh, there you've answered it. <laughs> yeah, have I? And, and we, having spent some time here this morning in the building and we went to the, the restaurant, you know, as well, yeah. so, and, and eating in that, re- that space with the students, you know, who yeah. are... You know, a bit of canteen food yeah, yeah, for yeah. you. And it was actually very, very nice, so thank you for that. So That space is also the space we use for our youth club yes. as well, so it's amazing that we get to use that for our youth club. But, but George, so I have this theory that I think, because Corby works really beautifully in this great partnership as well, mm. they're, they're, not, um, they're, non-hi- they're not hierarchical, which is, uh, so, and they don't work in silos, you know. So um, they're able to collaborate all the time. Like everything is a possibility for doing something, which mm. is, seems like the way that you work as well. That the, these, and I think that's, that happens when you've got creativity as this cent- the culture of it or this central thread that just ties everyone together because you're, ne- never, you're never then in competition with each other. You're, you're always, uh, and I, I, want, I keep thinking about this, I wonder because though... Um, if you have creativity there and you you feel a certain amount of um, joy when there's creativity, there's a joyfulness to working together and doing things together, and you get your um, your your kicks from that, not yeah. not from anything else. It's the it's that joyful thing of thinking, oh, I've got this opportunity. Can yeah. I partner with someone on it? Who else might I work with on it? Yeah. Um, it, it um, and that happens. In, don't you think that yes, happens absolutely. in Corby? It absolutely happens in Corby, and that's it, it, it kind of the way that we like it we're happy with that and I, I, I get that feeling it's happening here so you you, you value uh, relationships and partnerships and collaboration yeah yeah and you made some really good contacts you know and with organisations and I think it's important to recognise that people in the creative sector however you want to define that um, from grassroots artists right up to you know, big design outfits um, do have energy and will go the extra mile because mm. it's not, it doesn't always pay well. Mm. In fact, it doesn't necessarily pay well and you have to graft a lot and you have to troubleshoot. So generally, if you're working with people that are sort of creative, in inverted commas, they will go that extra mile and they have the energy and it isn't just a nine to five thing. It's not all, how much money have we got? Oh, okay, well, we can only do this, really. Um, There's going to be volunteers. There's going to be extra time. There's going to be late nights, weekends, and it is about working with organisations and people and community groups that get that. Um, And because we were a big local area already, there were relationships already in existence that we knew these guys get us. Mm -hmm. We get them, they get us. We have our sort of values and and objectives align 
And finance. Leverage, you had some, you know, resources yeah. at your disposable as well, which is always a good, you know, opportunity to get people and, engaged. And the, the, the funding at mm. this level can go so much further mm. because of the people and the attitude that sort of mm. just mentioned. And whether it's been Black Horse Workshop up the road, whether it's been William Morris Gallery or Priory Court Community Centre, Wood Street Studios, Creative Works. I mean, we've basically got uh, a, a leaflet here that shows the William Morris design line, which was wrapping up everybody that had been involved one way or another in the Civic Change programme and more Yeah. to really sort of showcase the venues, the organisations and the activities to sort of wrap it all up and shine a massive spotlight on what we have. Because London is a very diverse place. It's fast-paced and changing. And people that live here can't keep up sometimes mm. because there's so much development going on and there might be something pop up, but then it's disappeared. In fact, I was showing you the old standard music venue that is still there, yep. even though it's been closed for eight years. Mm. And it's just been boarded up for that amount of time. So in that William Morris design line brochure, there's a celebration of what's going on, what, what, what exists. Yeah. You're celebrating that and trying to keep it. And Yes. Yeah, so this year was our third year and, and our biggest and no surprise because it's year three of Creative Civic Change. Uh -huh. And yeah, about 30 different venues celebrated on a map and people could go around during the course of a week. So we, we aligned it with the London Design Festival as well, which is a London-wide programme for extra sort of spotlight yeah. and coverage and almost shouting out about Walthamstow and sort of putting it on the map. And something we haven't mentioned is we have worked with um, a local designer, Arthur Stovall, and he was amazing in the whole process. So he's been with us since the beginning and he's gone the extra mile whenever we needed some help or needed anything changed. It's, it's that attitude you were talking about with creatives. Yeah. Mm. He yeah. was just there. He We threw so much at him. Yeah, um, last minute emails. Last galore. minute emails and he was amazing. So it is that um, creative partnership that you have. So he's been there the whole time. Wonderful. So um, the... The thing about it, what you get from the community, the extra hours, the extra putting that extra mile in, and and it's a lot of it's volunteering work. So you've got you've got a lot of volunteers within your community yeah. and your creative civic team, and yeah, perhaps between, your big local. Yeah, between big local and and the creative civic change program, you're probably looking at about fifty volunteers from a sort of ad hoc point mm. of view that we could call up and shout. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be part of this event? Obviously, some of them have been on the decision making side of things as well as then going out and and helping um so 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 when i when the, i've had this conversation with other cccs is that you've basically it's the, the what you've created is you've got all these projects that you've done we could talk about lots there are loads of other projects yeah. as well but then so you've used these words like so what you've got is a, a network of people mm. and then you've got this volunteer group around that as well but really what you've created is this social sculpture so because the social sculpture is held together by all of these relationships, which are all built on, on trust. And you said something, mm. Gabriel, about um, that an organisation would get, get you, mm. like what that means. It's, I, I'm, really, I'm always very interested in what that means because actually that's the, that's the kind of thing which is really difficult to build. And once you have it and you've got that between people, that there's an understanding of the way, the culture, mm. the so and I use this, it's Joseph Boyce term, social sculpture, but the sculpture of people that held together, once you have that, 
then th- that invi- that invisible thing means that lots and lots of stuff can happen. Extraordinary things yeah. can happen. And and you can be really versatile and agile. That's a bit of a flexible. Bit of a, flexible. Bit of a business term. Isn't it? Agile working. Um, <laughs> but you, yeah, you can be flexible and you can move quickly. Mm. Yeah. Um, because you're not bound necessarily into, into some very structural ways of working, dare I say, local authority. And local trust have enabled that opportunity to do that, fl- have, have that flexibility, you know, creative service change programming. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the people supporting us have shown incredible patience, support, positivity. We had a pandemic right in the middle. So Grace and the strategic team have just been you know, fantastic. And, and when you're talking about the right kind of people in those positions, they were exactly the right sort of people. They weren't just... So that's Grace Bremner from, yes. Yep, Grace Bremner. Mm, wonderful. Um, just being being able to support us, light touch, but a steer when we need it and troubleshooting, um, especially during the sort of COVID stretch. Ah, oh, what's going on? Um, yeah, I think Amanda especially was patient with us. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Amanda, yeah. super patient. Oh, Amanda Smithhurst. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With Anoush and um, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. So if we can somehow edit that. The peer learning, the peer learning group. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think Amanda would like that. Smithhurst, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amanda Smithhurst. And we know, we, we, we all know Amanda Smithhurst yeah. and Anoush and yeah. Sarah. Mm. Sarah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, it, and it's funny. And that's where we met, didn't it? One of the events, actually. Yeah. yeah. We've taken so much from the Creative Civic Change events, especially the Corby one. A lot of our creative um, activities we've done since then have been a little bit inspired by Corby. So that's a peer learning events. Yeah. 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 And mm. I think it's fair to say that um, the, the journey here has been a little bit different to some other areas, both in the way it's been rolled out yeah, when we went to Corby, um, I think we were just struck by just the hands-on activities and and some of them being very simple and tangible. And we, then, we just thought, actually, that's really quick and easy to set up. And we brought it, we brought back, so acrylic pens, for example, uh-huh. inspired by George here. Threw a load of tiles in the middle of a table and some acrylic pens in our youth club, and they went nuts. And I believe that you found those some of those tiles, didn't yeah, you? I found, yeah, I found them on a, yeah. I found them on a wall. Uh, some, you know, take me, I'm yours. I mean, I get, love that. I absolutely get, get, get love a lot that of those one. around Walthamstow because there's, there's so many people moving in and out of places. You were saying that earlier. George just told me that you'd found them, and I thought, yeah, wow, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we kind of came back from that event and and started just weaving in some simple activities and it was incredible how much it, it helped resonate what we do even more I, I think and provide pe- another access into art. And we had probably been a little bit too, dare I say, highbrow. Yeah, or or, or the visual, visual, yeah. you know, a mural looks great. Mm. Everyone loves it and gets it. But um, one artist works on it. You, you get to contribute, but we wanted to get people actually doing involved. the art yeah. and more yeah. involved in it. Yeah. So the peer learning events, going back to Amanda Smithhurst and Sarah, Sarah and uh, Anoush, and those I think there's been three or four. There was one in the West Country, and then there was one in Corby, and then we had one up in Derbyshire as well. So these peer learning events, uh, you know, it, something that you said struck me was that it gave you a little boost, you know, just sharing that learning, you know, yeah. the journey of other creative civic changes, and 
Yeah, and connections are made and renewed. And the, the but I think that's that thing about you go and you go and it's the, the thread that runs through all of it is always about art and creativity. Mm. So you go and you're creative. So therefore you have new thoughts while you're there. It's, it's collaborative. So you don't feel like you're taking ideas, you're taking ideas back that you've learned. It's absolutely fine to mm. share ideas. Absolutely. It's completely different to the way that a lot of... Um, you know, other organisations might meet and 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 join together because actually, it it the, because of the creativity being there, it, it, it's um it's much more friendly, more relaxed, quite and, open space, but more energy. Yeah, good energy. Yeah, and also, <laughs> excuse me. Also, what I would say is that nothing particularly is really new. I think it's just a take on something else really you know we're all unique in the sense that there's only one of us but just I personally you know just because Corby was the first time we met wasn't it you know we we, Mm. we met at uh, the peer learning event and we've we've kept that connection Mm. what has been the learning uh, that you've had um, with um, Urban by Nature I mean, has there been has there, has there been naughty knots sort of thing? Has there been, yeah. you know, any De- define a naughty knot? So just I'd never like, do that again. Make, get, 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 getting the decisions made, or you know, oh, conflict, tricky or, things, tricky things, yeah. sticky, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, sticky, sticky stuff, tricky, sticky, sticky holds, knotty things. Yeah, that yeah. holds things up perhaps, and it takes a bit of time to untangle. Or yeah, um, I'm sure if Mark was on the call, he might add a few more because you know when we're talking about troubleshooting and some of those relationships. And, and, you know, ultimately when you're dealing with another organisation, you are still dealing with people. Yeah. So the people in that organisation need to also... Have, they get, have their get, way. It isn't just about all oh, our organisations align. Yeah. Because I've put two organisations together before thinking, you guys need to meet. Mm. You know, that that's going to be amazing. And then suddenly... It doesn't. You think they've got... You, you think they're on the same page, but actually the way they want to deliver is completely different. And it's like, okay, fine. So, so we've we've had... Yeah, one or, two, one or two things that didn't work. But, you know, you take a punt, you commission something, you fund something based on the strength of an application um, or a conversation, and it just doesn't pan yeah, out. So it's, so so it's a learning so, opportunity. Yeah, and you kind of go, okay, well, could could we have been clearer? Um, yeah. Should we have met a few more times? In fact, mm-hmm. there's, there's probably one that you can remember around the design line, and obviously we can't mention names, but it was a similar thing. We had... In fact, do you want to tell the story about the photo gallery? The photo gallery? Yeah. I can do. We have what one? Salvation Army. You can still hear it in the whisper. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> we basically, I think a struggle we had throughout, throughout all of it was how much input we should have with these connections we were putting forward. So there were some where we were really kind of hand-holding and pushing forward and that went really well. And others we kind of thought, we gave them a brief and we didn't then check what they were going to do with the brief particularly. Yeah. They just went for it and went trust, ahead and it, and it didn't really align with the location where they were going to have this mm. gallery. And I then had to troubleshoot and go and put a whole new display up in about two hours. <laughs> um, that was very interesting. But that's that thing, isn't it, about yeah. you, you jumping in where needed and doing, doing what you need to do. So, so yeah. I think that balance was something that we did kind of struggle with with st- because we had over 30 venues or about 30 venues, 28 venues. And I think that balance with certain ones, they just did it and we didn't really have a lot of input. And then others where we thought we didn't need a lot of input, we mm. did. And it's that balance of how much yeah. of a helping hand we give. 
Yeah, and, and I have to say that there could have been a whole piece of work that was around capacity building and supporting artists um, to, to unpick and troubleshoot some of the yeah. really annoying bureaucracy about getting spaces or about getting funding or about materials because they just want to do the art. And yeah. But but sometimes it's, there's real value in providing a lot more time for one outfit or for one organisation. Mm. And you know, if you do want it to be inclusive of everybody, you know, I'd almost say there needs to be a level of work happening at grassroots I, I to, to build a bridge because it is easy to work with the organisations that have already already got there, you know, together. Yeah. Um, but you don't want to go for the low hanging fruit. Want to help people. So capacity building, capacity yeah, building, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a whole piece of work in itself. Yeah. And, we're just a small team so with a been... finite amount of funding. So you, you, you get as best value as you can. You know, if we're talking about it from a financial, commercial, financial yeah. way, it's, you know, value is a word, isn't it? And you, you do as much as you can with, the, as, as, with, what, with you've what you've got. got. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Can I just, on the, you, you mentioned some names there that, that, that have helped you troubleshoot and, you know, and would mm. you like to take the opportunity to just mention a few folk that you, you, you who stand out or you know and I'm sure you'll forget someone and you don't mean uh -huh. it but just just some names because you did mention that you'd like to do that between well, George and I we could we haven't mentioned Neve, yeah. who was essential to our project she came on about a month to go for the design line yeah. and she was really hands-on she was doing um, stuff online running around taking pictures so um, Neve is Neve is one of your team? Yes, Neve St. Prenderville, who you have met at Corby. Oh, yes. Not yes. Corby, Darby. Darby, yeah. Um, who we'll be seeing later. Um, she was essential in the end. I think okay. without her, we would have struggled. Yeah. And then shout out to Claire. Claire Smith, super volunteer. Serna Khan, John Simmons as well. Just those, those people that are in your community and will jump on and get involved and have loved it. Claire has been inspired by doing Dotify mm. and... And Mark, and, and Mark as well, Mark. Mark. We can't forget Mark, oh, we can't, can't forget, forget Lawrence, yeah. Also yeah. my fellow baldies. Elena Smilver and Jason um, from the Lacey Nook were a fantastic help um, as well. And one of my favourite, not mishaps, but their, their restaurant hasn't opened quite yet. And we then got a local artist to come and do a gallery in their restaurant before it opened and they wow. were fantastic. And it was one of... My favourite things that just kind of happened really naturally, we just mm. ran into this artist and he was fantastic and they worked together really well. So there's lots of folk within the community and there'll be others that are just doing good yeah. stuff, good creative, creative work and yeah. Yeah. And you, thank you, George. Oh, thank, thank you, Gabby. Yes. <laughs> thank you, George. So <laughs> I guess, you, I guess that Heather and I, I mean, Heather will say this herself, but I've really, really enjoyed coming here and chatting with with you both you know georgia and gabs and um for hosting us in this wonderful creative space and it's it's, it's inspiring to see such um creativity going on within the community that you both um put so much into so thank you and heather will yeah yeah thanks it's been really really lovely to talk to you both and to come to come here um every podcast we Learn something new, don't we, George? Yes, and, and, and just to, just to, my final point on it would be it's about the shared learning mm. and the share because the learning we, we we can give each other and uh, and take from each other is just is just, it's invaluable. Isn't yeah, it? priceless, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you, thank, thank you, you and for having us. Look forward to listening to this podcast and all of them. Thanks for listening. This has been an episode of Don't Get Any Ideas podcast part of Creative Civic Change, an experimental funding programme supported by 
the Community Fund, Calouste Gulbenkian Foundation, Esme Fairburn Foundation, and Local Trust. Do join us again as we travel the country sharing stories of change through art and creativity.